Welcome back to the Treatment Room Podcast with your host, Tessa Zali. I'm back with my favorite girl to do hot takes with, Alyssa Brock. How are you, Liz? Oh my gosh, I'm your favorite. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I heard it was favorite, but I am great and <laughs> I'm so freaking excited to be back to do a round two because I loved doing round one. I feel like we've done like... Oh, oh, round one of hot takes. I was like, yes. I know we've done more than one podcast together. Oh, definitely. But that hot takes one was, I like the spice. <laughs> we love the spice. I will say it's a top performing episode. You guys either love Alyssa or you love the hot takes. Stop. I love the hot takes. <laughs> anyway, we're sitting here looking like... Schmeagles <laughs> looking like elves on a Friday night. I've got a spa headband on. Alyssa has. Oh, is that like a you know those Turby twist kit, kit? Those like kit sitch. Um, I think it is a Turby twist technically. But is that what it's called? I think so. I've never heard it described. <laughs> life but I think it's so cute <laughs> it's twist. so cute do Alyssa looks cute I'm gonna use that for the rest of my life we have eye patches on yes honey we need to be treating the crows while we're yes while we're roasting these hoes oh my god no, I'm kidding <laughs> I can say <laughs> kidding I'm keeping it where where are your eye patches from? What is on your skin? It's just like glistening. Girlfriend, you already know. Homegirl has the Hydrocalm mask by Face Reality on because I am a thirsty queen over here in the Midwest. Any of my other Midwest girlies that are listening will probably be nodding in agreement right now. It is Finally, I feel like getting chilly here, so we needed a Hydrocalm moment. And then my under eye masks are the Chill Mode by Patchology, I believe, because again, we need mm -hmm. Homegirl's got a little Botox bruise going, and she happens to the best of us. Yep. Mm -hmm. Don't you feel like those hang longer yes. than normal bruises? Okay. So long. So we long. You know what my little hack is? Tell me, please. Okay. Glymed Arnica Cream and Color Science Total Eye. The peach cancels it. Bye. Okay. Okay, girl. I, um, have you ever tried Revision Skincare's Vitamin K Serum? No. That really, I feel like helps to personally like I I usually put that on as like my little topical that I help speed it up Ooh. with but I've never tried the arnica one by Glymed I really should you should I want to dabble more in revision I just bought their lip treatment have you tried that it's like a little black tube you have lip replenisher it's good yes. it's kind of yes. sticky but I kind of love it it's, how do I want to describe it? Sticky in a good way, not in a leave a weird like crust ring around your mouth in an hour way, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I'm into it. And it's a good gloss. Oh, yeah. I 
I used to, at the med spa I used to work at, we used to retail um, Revision and I've tried, yep, I've tried the entirety of their line and I honestly, I did like a lot of it. My puppy just, he loves when he's sleeping, he'll just randomly extend his arm out. Sometimes he'll accidentally sock me in the face, but he just literally (laughs) pressed mute on my mic. I didn't want to out you. Maybe she's trying to think of a thought. I'm going to be quiet for a minute. And then I was like, Tess, like, are you still there? No, he's always turning my mic off, slapping my phone out of my hand. Chai, babe. SMH. SMH, honey. Anyway. Anyway. I'm excited to get into the the topic of today's show. Hot takes round two. Yes, honey. We are ready. We are ready. Okay. Alyss, you kick this one off because this one's all you. Okay. I I have been wanting to say this one for a hot (laughs) second since our last hot take up. But you do not always have to rip your face off for a result. And I will say, don't get me wrong. I love a good ripping my face off so like what I mean by that I love a good like deep peel a you know a VI a perfect derma you're like shedding like a snake having to clip things with scissors I mean coming out a whole new woman you know I mean I don't get me wrong love I love a good scaly snaky moment but I do think that almost how sometimes we minimize fluffy facials, people minimize baby peels or superficial peels or treatments. Like they can't have a benefit too, but they totally do. It won't be as drastic, of course, but there are definitely still results to be had, you know, without intense downtime. Mm hmm. What would you say in terms of the peels you perform, which peels do you use and what percentage would you say is deep versus lighter? I would say to me, I always, because I do believe I can't speak for other states, but I know that within like Illinois, which is where I practice, I believe there is a certain threshold uh, for what we are allowed to like cross when it comes to a TCA percentage. Um, Like we cannot, you know, without a physician overseeing it. And so obviously things like, I think VI is a little bit comparable. Of course it's not. I don't know anything ingredient wise about perfect derm appeal, but in terms of result and downtime, I always thought VI seemed similar to Perfect Derma. Obviously, they have a higher like TCA in there. Whereas, say, right now, since I no longer have a director, um, Peptide Perfection Peel by Glymed, for example. That one is a superficial one that, oh, I just love. I It doesn't have, I don't believe it has any TCA, actually. Because I think that she's all Mandelic, uh, There's a few other AHAs in there. I don't remember the exact ingredient deck, but she's, she doesn't have, she's mild. Yeah. She's super mild. And yeah, I've done that one a couple times. I really like her. Um, Face reality peels, not to be 
that girl because I feel I always bring them up, but theirs, O-M-G. I'm coming to Illinois to get a peel by you. One day, Liz. Fly in. Business expense. Yep. Yep. Yes, (laughs) ma'am. I got you, girl. But, but no, I definitely think like anything, there is, especially for, you know, melasma, more severe concerns, those more aggressive or deeper, as people like to say, you know, peels, I do think they, they are necessary in most cases that involve those kind of uh, concerns. But for example, um, certain forms or grades of acne, overall minor, you know, skin concerns and conditions, pore size, um, Mm -hmm. fine lines, you know, just the less, the more mild things. I just feel like baby peels are very underrated and can get you there. I guess I have just a really large working clientele that does not like a downtime. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. When I switched from working in a med spa to being on my own, I thought, you know, what am I going to do? I'm losing all my best, like, services in my head. You know, what I thought everybody was most obsessed with and they were stronger, like peels, microneedling, all the things. But it turns out I think a lot of my clients were doing it because they were getting to work from home or getting to wear their masks so they didn't mind Whereas now I mentioned, you know, like a deeper one and they're like, ooh, not this time. Let's like maybe save that for when I have less going on or a break at work. And they're more into the, you know, I guess less downtime type of treatments. Not that one's better than the other. I just think that people, yeah, minimize the other ones just a bit. Yeah, pros and cons. And the other thing is I feel like with acne clients, I want them using their home care. I want them using their benzoil and their retinol. I've just noticed some clients, if they're taking three or four days off before and after the peel, not great. (laughs) Not great, right? I honestly – about that. No, I was shook, though, that, uh, for example, the face reality ones are the ones that come to mind because they quite literally want them to continue their routine as usual if if tolerated. Mm-hmm. I know. At first, I was like, what? This? Excuse me, ma'am. <laughs> but uh, most of my clientele honestly can, and I think they were kind of onto something there. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, if they can tolerate it, I just think that I notice clearing quicker because they're not taking as much time off before and after these because they're more superficial. And I guess I like that part of of uh, the superficial. Totally. Totally. I agree too. I don't. I think more can go wrong. Obviously, with the more dramatic peels, and unless totally. we're looking at like you said, really stubborn pigment or hypertrophic scarring. Yes. Where you really need that collagen induction. But still, you can get there. 
You can get there yeah. with the baby pills. It'll take time. They have to be willing to, you know, definitely invest more time. But eventually it can it can work its way there. I know that some will never compare to what the stronger, you know, options out there can do. But I think that over time, a lot of them can get close. Yeah. And you... I feel like it's a very select clientele you trust with those dramatic peels until you really know somebody isn't going to (laughs) pick. What's the point? You could make it worse. I I wish I could just (laughs) scream that. I, uh, yes, there, there are so many that, and no offense, you know, love, love them to death, but no, no, I would never trust them with something that's going to visibly peel because I know what's going to happen and it's not going to end well because they just, they can't help it. They, it's, the picking just is incessant, you know? Okay. If anyone needs a refresher, hot take, you guys know what it is. It's just a strong opinion that you may or may not agree with. And that's cool. Mm -hmm. Another hot take, we can debate, we can disagree a little bit. It's going to be okay. (laughs) Tess and I have disagreed on several of these while we're like shooting them to each other via text sometimes. And we're, we're still friends. Shockingly. I know it's just so surprising. (laughs) I appreciate hearing your two cents too. So it, it can strengthen you. I think as a professional, when you're just open to hearing other ideas, Instead of trying to get defensive. Yes. There are multiple approaches. And honestly, I think we said this Mm -hmm. in the first episode, too, that we did the original hot takes in, that it can honestly either help you strengthen your argument, you know, for or against something, hearing someone else's opinion on it. You may be like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to now look into this and have a better reasoning. Or, wait, now I've changed and I agree with you on this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or I've seen your results. They're yeah. better than mine. I don't know. Yep. Yep. Okay. We're just heating up here. The next one that Alyssa thought of, there should be no such thing as physician dispensed skincare. Liz, go Mike. off. What's your hot take? Mike, drop. Mike, drop. Because... I, and I know everyone's like, oh my goodness, probably going crazy in their cars right now. Like, what do you mean? How could you ever say that? Um, But hear me out. Hear us out here. Because I don't think, I get the exclusivity of it. I love that part of the physician dispensed uh, lines, such as maybe skin better or revision skin care, those sort of lines that do require, you know, a medical director in most states. But, and I'm sure that a lot of estheticians out there that are listening that either work for a physician or have worked for them would agree when I say the physicians aren't the experts in that, and nor do they want to be. They are not there to sell skincare. They are there to treat their patients, you know, whether it be a plastic surgeon, a nurse injector, whatever it may be. I think that instead of 
keep the exclusivity, but make it more so like we require more education before you're able to carry such a line. Maybe so many years of practice, so many hours of continuing ed to be able to buy into certain lines like say skin better, something of that sort rather than, you know, I mean, physicians don't know and a lot of times don't want anything to do with our side like yeah yeah they love that you know they have that option there for their clients you know but they're you know and most of them aren't into it I think Estes everywhere are clapping their hands I don't think anyone is disagreeing with that I think it's such a good uh, such a good point because the industry is so muddled right now in terms of what do you need a medical director for? What can you get from an esthetician? What is from an esthetician, but also at this retailer? And I think I just sense the group frustration of, you know, Estes getting out of school, being so excited to work in this field. We're already so limited in terms of our scope of practice. We can't use lasers, <laughs> go beyond the epidermis, and then we can't use as clinical, but it's at, you. our consumers, our, our clients can get it on derm store. Or how about this one? I just went through... <laughs> And I, I've talked with other SDs who feel this way. We go through all the education. We invest in a brand. Not to throw color science under the bus. I love you, color science. But my clients can get it on Amazon. And that hurts us in the long run. And I just think we need more uniform licensing. It's crazy yes. that different states have different laws. Why? <laughs> Why? Somebody in Nevada doesn't have a different face than somebody in California. I understand why brands want the prestige of having a medical director being physician dispensed, but if medical grade doesn't exist, then why are we relying, you know, on why are we being required to rely on a physician to carry certain things? If medical grade isn't a thing, it's it's yet another confusing term that clients get so thrown off by. And I just think it adds to the gray space, like you were saying. Yeah. It, it just yeah. perpetuates no one knowing what the hell is going on in the aesthetics realm. And I don't yeah. like I don't like it. I agree with things being professional, meaning you need an authorized professional to to buy it through. I mean, that's what really protects our industry. I just think if we, the physicians aren't the ones attending multiple webinars a year, mm -hmm. the physicians aren't the ones that are sure they're fronting the money for it most of the time, but they're not most of the 90% of the time they're a signature. I mean, they, they aren't, you know, if you asked them about an ingredient, they likely, and they shouldn't have to know that they, they perform surgery. I mean, they're saving lives. They have a lot of other things on their mind than 
what niacinamide is used for in skincare. That's where we yeah. come in and yeah. that's where we thrive, you know, like let us thrive. Let us, let us carry these lines that make a real difference in the skin. Cause we're the ones that are expected to, but we can't do it without the right product. Right. Like let us have skincare. Yes. That's the only thing really we have a claim over. And I will argue till the cows come home that that is our expertise, usually not a doctor's unless we're talking about, say, a cosmetic dermatologist. Certain sure. derms are very well versed and they carry the same lines that we do. True. But yeah, physician dispensed. I, I feel like it's going to be interesting to see where that goes in the future because I think some brands are becoming more exclusive and yes. that almost builds excitement like skin better. Not everyone can use it. So mm-hmm. it's attractive. Sure. And then sure. I, I think at the same time, brands are, are trying to become more widely available, but here's the thing. The consumer market is so much bigger than the professional market will ever be. So that's why I mean, of course, brands like Color Science are are going to retail directly because we are such a small drop in the ocean. It just doesn't even compare. But I think that we are such a small drop because we aren't given the chance or the opportunity to necessarily be more than a small drop with, you know, direct to consumer selling going on. I mean, that distracts from us with physician, like everything kind of not to be, you know, playing the victim over here, but I feel like, you know, (laughs) everything kind of works, works against us in that like way when really we're over here, like we would love to educate you on that. Okay. Here's my my hot take on the physician dispense professional grade conversation. I just think if you're going to brand yourself as a professional brand, if you're going to ask estheticians to buy into using you, I just kind of feel like you got to choose a side because it's just not fair to professionals when we have to I don't want to ever get into a conversation. I'll always suggest my clients buy from me and my my hope and expectation is that they do. And I'd say 99% of the time they do. And I'm really lucky for that because they respect me and they understand small business. But mm-hmm. I don't want to get into a, a conversation where my client's saying, I can get it on Amazon in, faster and it's easier for me. I don't want to have that back and forth. Yeah. So it's just kind of throwing us under the bus a little bit. How am I a licensed skin professional, but I cannot carry that skincare line? I just right. make, it make, make right. it make sense. What is what? Yeah, it's one thing if it's a chemical peel that could hurt somebody, but there's nothing in, you know, the Skin Better line that I'm not going to say somebody couldn't couldn't irritate I, their skin, but there's nothing that is different. Like, there's nothing that well, would require a medical professional. 
if we're and if we're gonna look at it that way or if that's going to be the argument on why you know certain lines can't be just retailed from estheticians I'm sorry I don't know how many clients that I had come in um needing my help and guidance because they either burned themselves mm-hmm. or had severe dermatitis from mm-hmm. the ordinary's AHA BHA mask that red whatever right. it was oh my god i i literally think at least 6 and that's over the, that's just over the counter you know I what mean, you can I technically see? what messing up some barriers mm. This is a hot take, y'all. Tell us. Tell us. Okay. I have never seen the Paula's Choice 2% BHA work out well for anyone except somebody on TikTok. (laughs) I've never seen a real life client doing okay with that stuff. I'm convinced that... (laughs) TikTok, everyone on TikTok is, I don't even know. It's a world separate to reality. I, it's a I simulation. It is. It 100% is because is. half of what is trending on there, I'm literally afraid of. Uh, I, mm-hmm. Shampoo on our faces. <laughs> Acids or polishes that are strong enough for the body just all over our face daily. I I don't live in that world. That world scares me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hot take side note. I I do be thinking, we've talked about Tell this. Me. The Nizerol, the, <gasps> the dandruff yes. shampoo. I do think it can be can be working for some peeps. I'm not talking about regular old acne, but fungal acne. See It'll that do the right trick, there. babe. But the problem is everyone thinks they have fungal acne and it's not as common as I think people think it, it can happen for sure, but it's, it's a rare client, right? Very. I, I totally agree that for the right person, a hundred percent that shampoo, heck yes, that's going to help so much. But like you said, I think I've maybe came across three Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been practicing for, okay, I mean, that's dramatic. Maybe three in like the past few years. I, I guess it's not super common, but I do yeah. think I've had more than three total in my career. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Any more thoughts? Should we move on to the next? What do you got? I think we should move on to the next. I was going to say this. I feel like this would take us into one of yours oh, that okay. you mentioned. I don't know if you're catching my vibe, but let's just say to hint at you, you know, the uh, moisturizer after some certain 
We didn't even write that down, girl. Let's do it. Let's dive into the BPO conversation. Because listen, I, I wouldn't say I actually have a hot take in terms of thinking my way is the only right way. But what I will say, this is where brand education can be a little bit dicey. So the topic or the hot take is that I feel you can use moisturizer after benzoyl peroxide. The way I have learned and... and I was going to say what what you explained to me earlier, and I know that you guys discussed it on an earlier pod, the way that Jan explained to you that it works. I feel like that kind of was like, oh, okay, then yeah, it wouldn't make sense. So... I believe you can use moisturizer after benzoyl peroxide. In my training with Jan Marini, she's explained the way that benzoyl peroxide works is it it oxygenates the follicle. It has the mechanism to do that. Putting a moisturizer on in her clinical trials has never proven to be an obstacle I've never had an issue with clearing anyone using a moisturizer. I just showed Liz, one of my clients, who actually came from using a certain brand that talks about not being able to use a moisturizer after putting on benzoyl peroxide. Cleared her in a month, girl. Okay, and this is no this I don't want this to be like shade. It's not cuz I think it's an amazing line and I think their training is amazing. I think the estheticians that use it get phenomenal results, but a client came to me using Face Reality, using Mandelic and using benzoyl peroxide. Her barrier was so compromised that that was actually her number one complaint even though she had visible acne. So, when she came to me, I took her off the Mandelic I increased her benzoyl peroxide from a 2.5 to a 5% because I just wanted to get those inflamed spots under control. And I gave her a sturdy moisturizer. End result, not end result, but in a month. It was gorgeous. I'm gonna I'm gonna put a, a BNA on my on my gram, but her <laughs> skin's flawless. It's been a month, zero inflamed breakouts, her barrier is happier than ever. She's so happy because it's just not fun for your skin to constantly sting. So I just think it's totally possible to use moisturizer after BPO. Jan says you do not have to wait. Um, I think maybe it can depend on the benzoyl. Well, what's your hot take? That's, that's what I was. I think I agree that mine Maybe it's not necessarily a hot take, but I I didn't want you to say the brand to um, throw them under the bus or anything. I more so was saying say it because I was going to kind of mention how I think that face realities uh, education is, again, like you said, incredible. People get incredible results. I mean, I, I 100% give them a lot of credit for changing my business overall. But I think, and maybe it's not just because of their 
no moisturizer after BPO rule, but they do have a lot of actives that definitely can border on, you know, an unhealthy barrier. It seems like there was a lack of follow-up. She'd, she'd been on the routine for a while and there was no, it just goes to show the importance of follow-up and accelerating when needed. Necessary. Or maybe backing off when necessary as well. Yeah. And her, her routine was not bad, but she just wasn't at that correct threshold with the BPO where we were killing off enough bacteria before it could get inflamed. So it was kind of a simple fix. Well, into your point too, and what I was trying to say before I got sidetracked, like I always do, um, maybe it does depend, like you said, because in their face realities education, they, they do allow or suggest that clients use a water-based like hydrating gel and they can use it before and they can use it after if they so choose. However, and I believe their reasoning was that it was water-based and that's why it wouldn't, you know, deactivate the BPO, what have you. I think maybe though they push that so hard or um, really reinforce that through their education because maybe their BPO versus, and again, this is not a knock, but Jan Marini's is more expensive. And I think that's for a reason. You know, she, maybe there's a different type, different uh, delivery method. And that's part of the reason, you know, you're paying a higher price, but you're paying a higher price and not having to feel, you know, weird that you're going to bed without a moisturizer on afterwards. Whereas maybe the reason face realities, BPO or acne med is more affordable because it's not, you know, maybe the best version of that BPO or the most stable version. Maybe one slight thing can throw that version off and moisturizer is the thing that does it. You know what I mean? Maybe we're so Okay. And so maybe so with their formula, what, what Jan was, was explaining to me is that benzoyl peroxide doesn't, doesn't work by unclogging the pores. So a moisturizer wouldn't, wouldn't be an issue. It, it's releasing oxygen into the follicle it is an anti-inflammatory and it's antibacterial. It's not, it's not working because it unclogs anything. It's getting in there and releasing oxygen. So I guess face reality would have to prove that it cuts off oxygen basically for them to mm -hmm. prove that point. But, you know, I'm, I'm so open to both sides. I just want to understand scientifically what's going on. What's the difference? Because I've heard other skin professionals say BPO needs to be really close to the skin. But right. face reality is saying you can actually layer the BPO as long as it's water-based. But 
I guess Jan is saying no oil is going to really prevent that BPO from doing its thing. Kind of like retinol, it it mm-hmm. penetrates past a moisturizer. So I would like right. to hear some chemists going off on this. I would love for someone to join in because I I had let you know too that I kind of perused, you know, the Facebook page that I'm a <laughs> part of just because I, I carry, you know, face reality and I genuinely, I don't want to be misinforming clients. And I, I really, it was so 50-50 in, in, and maybe I didn't look hard enough, you know, I wasn't seeing one of the pros or the people that work for them weighing in uh, with anything relating to, I guess, as deep of a breakdown as you just went into. You know what I mean? They would just say, you know, we recommend not to do a moisturizer after, but there wasn't any real, I guess, reasoning behind it. And, And half the acne experts in there were saying, you know, they clear no problem with using a moisturizer, they always recommend it. While the other uh half was saying, yeah, it's like so divided. I was like, wait, what? Yeah, I know. Can we get clear on this? Yes. Yeah. I saw there was a pretty popular post that was going around on Instagram. Yeah. (laughs) And sorry, Chai just let out a long sigh. He's tired of this. It was like back and forth. (laughs) Talking in my ear. Yeah. So, but I saw this post and, and I, I kind of freaked out and was like, oh my God, have I been doing a disservice to my clients? And that's when I reached out to Jan and she, she was like, rest assured. No, that's not how the mechanism, that's not what BPO does. And she's been involved with clinical trials to, to see, you know, over time and she's never seen an issue with moisturizer. And if our clients can use that extra moisture, it's a, it's a big benefit to them. Yes, I'd love to be having, I mean, I told you, I, it feels wrong uh, to me. And when, didn't, you and Jan did an episode on this, correct? We, or am I? Yeah, we did an Instagram live, but we should okay. actually, Maybe. we should do a podcast too. Maybe that was what it was, but I was so intrigued because I genuinely am so confused on if it is a, we've talked before that sometimes brand marketing is very niche to that brand. And I want to know, is that a brand thing or is that across the board? You know, either way I'm, I'm open to either, but I'd, I think I, I just need a little more clarity, hot take. Yeah, I'm I'm clueless right there. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, at the same time, I get results and you get results. If we weren't seeing the results, I think it would be more of a problem. But we're both kind of we're both seeing good results in a I I see a pretty quick turnaround. So so do you. So maybe nobody's wrong. It's just maybe formula. Sure. Totally. I I think, honestly, if the Instagram post probably wouldn't have went around and went viral, I wouldn't have even thought twice about it. But since then, I'm like, gosh, am 
Am I wrong? I'm like, yes, I'm seeing results. So I guess I should just shush. Like, yeah. As long as their barrier is is intact and you're both getting results, I say no harm, no foul. Go off, sis. Do do what feels right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just, Just, I think as long as you're following the protocol protocol of, of, you know, the esthetician guiding you just, and that's why you don't want to listen to two or three different estheticians. I have people that DM me sometimes saying, you say this, but so-and-so says this, which one is right. And maybe it's not so much right or wrong. It's just, you may have both trained differently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You may carry different lines and retail totally different brands to where they just don't line up exactly the same. Yeah. Not, not meaning one's wrong or one's bad, right. but just a little different. Yeah. And that's why I recommend sprinkling in a little non-brand related education too. Yes. Final thoughts? Final thoughts. I I think we need a pod on recommended, not like non-brand related continuing ed, because I do find that brands market so much to us that I feel that that is very heavy. What we, you know, learn or that's all sometimes. I, I know if you're very busy, you won't look too hard sometimes. And if they're emailing you about a class and it's about something you're interested in, you're like, oh, of course, like I'll sign up. Whereas, you know, it's it's a little bit harder to find the non-biased, just informative on say like overall skin health and how it functions. It's It's hard to find those kind of courses. Yeah, it can't really be unbiased, because you need, I'm even thinking of, I always recommend Douglas Preston. He was the esthetician I saw when I was starting my clearing journey. And now I am an ambassador for his acne training. And that's where I got my acne specialist certificate. But at the same time, I will say he is non- He's not tied to any brand. He only carries his own brand, but he's had experiences that kind of inform his bias. So it's hard to find something credible that's not going to be biased to a certain extent because he has opinions too, you know? True. Yeah. But I highly recommend. I'll link it in the show notes. Love his extractor. Oh, yeah. I used your your code when I got, got it. I definitely... It was such a learning curve. Then, yeah, I was vibing. I was like, oh, okay, I see what she was talking about. Yeah, girl, that's amazing. Wait, but you mentioned, yeah. I feel like you sprinkled a hot take in I did? that last, that last uh, little bit there. I think we should talk about acne specialists. Oh, yeah, perfect segue. Let's... Have you done this before? Girl, you're smooth. You set that up. Okay. I think this just needs to be said. I think the term is being thrown around way too loosely or people hashtagging when 
I think you can say it without a certification. I don't think that's the issue, but I think the most important thing is having the results. Have you transformed, I'd say, at least 10 to 15 people? If you don't have have the BNAs or the experience and you just have learned a lot about acne online or from Instagram, it's just not the same. Well, that's, I was going to say, hot take. Do you even treat acne clients? Do you? <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I'm dying at chai right now. We are he is trying to like just he's punch just, Tess in his sleep. He's, he's having a party. My little babe. But no. no. Okay. Is that harsh? Is that, that is a hot take. It, no. I've had pe- some people say we should be hotter with our take. I, I have also. It's almost false advertising. I just don't think it's something to play with. Like if somebody does sign up with your program, you should be pretty confident you can treat them. You know, there's always outliers, but if you're claiming that's your specialty, you should really be an expert. I have a question for you. Do you feel that one has to have a set program to be a specialist? I'm playing like, what do they say? Not devil's advocate, but I'm, I'm like, getting into the nitty gritty here or getting granular, but would you say that a program is something that makes it look better or look more? You is mean it for being an Yeah. Yeah. Let's say no. something of that sort. No. Okay. I'm not picky with that, but you just better have a good book of people you've transformed. If I see somebody claiming to be a blonde specialist, I'm going to expect they've dyed some hair blonde before and you can show me some stunning pics. Before and afters. Yeah, I'm trusting you with my hair. Somebody's trusting you with your face. You should know the ins and outs of acne. You should know where where things can go wrong. You should know what to expect. I'm or scared. just call yourself an esthetician if that's all it is. Yeah. Well, and that's Nothing wrong with too. that. That's- Yep, that is an amazing title in itself. I just, I agree because I think now acne specialist is almost a marketing. Yes. I I hate to say that because I like take so much pride in, you know, my certification and I know you do too, that you got through Preston, but it sadly has become almost a, it's getting gimmicky. Don't like that. Well, even I've heard clients and just people in TikTok comments saying, you're calling yourself an acne specialist. Do you even have a certificate? Do you even have a license? And it confuses them. And it it is confusing because they don't know the difference. I have, I could have a hundred transformations and somebody who just talks about acne on TikTok can call themselves an acne specialist. I just think we have to be really cautious with what we call ourselves online. And I think it just comes down to integrity. I think it's less about having a program, having a certificate. I think those things are really, really good. And of course, I, I think 
you sh- it, it couldn't hurt. It's only going to make you better and more credible. But we just have to be aware there's so much gray area online. We don't want to be throwing around terms lightly. Yes. Yes. I, you honestly like brought up a good point. I, I feel that we, the estheticians, you know, hashtagging it and those calling themselves that they, they are not meaning any harm by doing so. I mean, I hashtag it and I, I do feel, I see a lot of acne clients, but I know that they aren't meaning any harm by doing it. They or like by getting, you know, certified in such a thing, it's very hard. I think a lot of people try to discredit aesthetics as a whole. Is it, is it really a thing? Is that, you know what I mean? Well, what'd you even have to do for this? Did you like go to school or like, is this just fun? So yes, we, you know, we getting that certification. I know why all of us are so attached to those words or those kind of things. Cause maybe we just, you know, we got a little PTSD because everybody's over there taking us for granted. We're like, okay, any way that we can, yes, you know, that can almost like build our repertoire of things. Mm -hmm. Yes. I don't think that anyone means any harm by using it. It's just that it's getting thrown around so much now. That's the hot take is like, I think it's it's just being, having integrity and being honest with yourself and on the other hand, there's people with the certificate who probably don't know enough. So I just don't think a piece of paper is the be all end all. If I wanted to specialize in acne, if it was my niche, I would get some kind of extra training for sure. And it doesn't have to be a certificate that says acne specialist. You can take lots of acne classes, but I think it's just more the education, the confidence, and the results. And that's really for our benefit. Not a plug, but Care Clark, that cutie girl. Love that cutie. Her course on hormonal acne, I felt that that was not a brand-sponsored course that was incredible for that actually was what kind of sparked my interest in acne and learning more about it. Actually, I took her Acne Killers Academy like forever ago. And so to your point, doesn't have to be something where you get a certificate. That's just incredible knowledge to have in your back pocket and to further perpetuate if you are referring to yourself, you know, as an acne expert. Okay, we'll do some things like that that don't even require something to show for it, you know. Uh just immerse yourself in all things acne, provide the result, and that should speak for itself. I do think when it comes to acne topicals, I think there's few programs that really get into the nitty gritty of what's needed to treat acne. I feel like, and I think care is a great example of of kind of the lifestyle approach. Totally. Yes. Needed. I think if you want to treat acne topically, brand focused trainings and, for example, face reality, here's where I think it's great. Like, I think they are real about 
what it takes to interrupt that acne process. Same with all the trainings I've done with Jan Marini, because kind of before, before I trained with Jan, I didn't really know how to push and strengthen the skin in a way that's going to fully manage someone's acne because it ain't going to happen with like two or three times a week usage. It just doesn't. I mean, for a rare mild case, but even so, you know, it's going to keep the cycles keep going to going unless you really interrupt the process like daily. I agree. I And thank God for, even though it's, you know, brand specific, thank God for programs like that, because I truly look back now and I wonder sometimes I'm like, what? I, I, you know, I feel like the, the face reality one for me was probably almost like the Jan one for you where you're like, yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know. No, like, yeah, like I just didn't. We did. We're not saying that you, but you know what I mean? We just, there's levels to this shit. (laughs) So many more than meets the eye. And I feel like all the brands I'd worked with before were so surface level about it that I thought I knew. Yeah. We need, we need some stuff. Can't be afraid to be aggressive with it. You know, I think that actual education is how you get more confident with being aggressive like that. So I, yeah, I th- I another hot take. I think you need like Tell multiple me. trainings, like multiple, yes. like the acne education needs to be ongoing. If, if you're specializing, I, I even feel like one program isn't enough because you get different things from different programs. 100%. Like, I think Douglas's teaches a lot about going through the acne process with a client and how, how to do that. Yeah. The right way. I think Jan like approaches the, approaches it topically in a way that finally Mm -hmm. made sense for me. Um, cares taught me a lot about lifestyle and, and those kind of stressors. So I, I kind of feel like the more, the better. You have me wanting to take Preston and Jams. You got to. What can I learn from theirs now? Because this industry is always changing. I mean, the education is going to change. You have to keep up. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, it's cool to take different ones and realize like, oh, that's a little bit different. Like face reality Mm -hmm. doesn't have retinol, but they do these other things and it works for them you know, other programs, retinol is a non-negotiable. It's just interesting. And then you Mm -hmm. can kind of gather, okay, what are the things that these programs have in common? Yep. And make your own opinions and biases and everybody has different ways to approach things. You know, everything's just tying all back into one girl. (laughs) I swear. They find their way back to each other. They always do. Okay, guys, I got to wrap this one up because my computer is on 3% and Alyssa has to get her pasta. Any final thoughts, Liz? Are you so excited? What did you order? Girl. Okay. We've talked about this before. It's a restaurant you don't have, actually. I, I always forget Tess and I are in completely different 
states because yeah. we chat so much and it's called medici i don't know if you... <gasps> medici no i don't know it but it sounds like a good time it's fire well guys we hope that this wasn't too spicy for you I no, think we can just keep turning up the heat like one little degree at a time. I feel like we were mild today. It was mild. mild. One day we'll get spicy, maybe. <laughs> one day. Give us some ideas, though. Slide yeah. in the DMs. Let us know Please. a hot take. We want to hear it. We do. Liz, do you want to shout out your socials real quick before I have oh. 1%? Go, go, go. <gasps> Oh my goodness, guys, it is, I'm on Instagram as Alyssa, the Illinois SD. I'm so bad at this. And Liskin Studio. I love you all. And I will try to always respond because you guys are so cute and nice to me. Yay. Thank, Thank you, you for Liz. having me. You're the best. We love you. I'll link your stuff in the show notes. Thank you guys for listening. I'll talk to you next week. Bye.